0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of Knives Out with the boys Connor. Hello. And Benny. Hi there. I should say spoiler review here. Well, Ryan Johnson sure did fuck up Star Wars, didn't he? Ruin Johnson more like. Oh. (laughs) Ha! Why? Why didn't you tell me that before?
1: She <laughs> yeah. could that, have stolen that. Joke. I have that spray myself. painted all over my
0: house. I <laughs> no, actually was one of the few that actually really liked The Last Jedi. But Ryan Johnson is back with a vengeance. He has his knives out. He's ready to make a statement. Uh, it's been two years since The Last Jedi. Wow. Um, I actually listened back to uh, The Last Jedi commentary as a podcast. So on Disney Plus, it's got. Um, the, the the commentary there, and I just That's chucked cool. in some headphones. And you know, this was pre the movie coming out, and Ryan Johnson was like, "Oh, I wonder what people are going <laughs> to think about this." He <laughs> says it about three times during it. and I'm just like, oh Ryan, Orion. get ready!" But here we are for *Knives Out*. Um, Ryan Johnson coming to flip the mystery, uh, the who done it on its head. And we got a stellar cast here. Um, you know, uh, I was really looking forward to this so much so that I didn't actually even watch. Any trailers? Um, so hey, welcome to our spoiler review of Knives Out. Um, let's let's move on, George. Let's get into (laughs) this. Let's let's get into this. uh, Uh, We didn't say anything. Um, and before our spoilers, let's just catch up on how everyone was feeling going in. As I said, I didn't watch any trailers for this because I just wanted to go in clean as a whistle. Benny, I think you fell into that camp as well.
2: Yes, so I saw one trailer, the first trailer that I think we reviewed on the podcast, and then. Um, I wrote I wrote the uh, the notes each week for the show and I just left every subsequent trailer out of there because I didn't want to see anymore. Um And there's not that many movies I do that for, but obviously when you're dealing with something that is not only a mystery but something that is probably uh, trying to push that further in its own way, like a mystery mystery. Like it, it's I just wanted to leave it alone because uh, I really I really do like Ryan Johnson. Looper was the first one I saw of his, um, which I absolutely loved when I caught that in cinemas um i eventually got on to um brick which i loved as well um the brothers bloom i don't remember whatsoever i don't think i liked it very much but i got to give that another go because um because last jedi rolls around and that that one blew me away that's one of the strangest experiences of my life is how much i liked that movie and then seeing how much everyone else hated opinions (laughs) on it um it's divided (laughs) but uh yeah that was uh, disheartening after how much i enjoyed it personally i wish everyone kind of got the same thing out of it but, um, yeah, I was very excited to see him doing something with a lot less baggage. Um, so I was very excited going hey, to this. Hey,
0: the whodunit genre has as much baggage as the Star Wars <laughs> fan base, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. Agatha Christie fans, forget <laughs> about it. Connor, how are you feeling going into Knives Out, bro?
1: Um, yeah, I've just kind of uh, put all my faith in the cast. Like, I, I like pretty much everyone in that. Um. The boy from It. Michael Shannon Other people The
0: the girl from Blade Runners The girl from 13 Reasons Why James Bond And <laughs> Captain's Americas <laughs> who joins us Here we go. Yes, that was exa-
1: that's surprisingly close to my internal monologue That's actually how I think um, in this...
0: <laughs> That was you thinking out loud Yeah, um, that ear. wasn't actually you guys Sorry, talking actually,
2: With such an A-list cast going into this I'm like,
1: ooh, Don Johnson from Watchmen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, uh, you know I was really fascinated to see. Um, I I I remember. I have a vivid memory of watching the Clue movie that had the alternate endings at uh, at the end, and um, as opposed to in the middle. Um, <laughs> uh, and and you know that kind of sparked this fascination for the uh, for the genre. Possibly the best board game movie ever made. Possibly. Yeah. Battleship um, is up there. He's obviously. Up there yeah, with. Uh, Um, In the running at least (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually got a kick out of Battlefield Um, Did you say Battlefield or Battleship just then? Whichever one, I don't know Battleship, that's what I meant to say We should do a debate, not right
2: now, we should do a debate one day Which is worse, Battlefield LA or Battleship It's Battlefield LA actually, anyway (laughs) (laughs) That was right there
1: So uh, Yeah I I I was really interested because like, there's this, this marketing ploy and it, it's such a marketing ploy but it got me which was that he's flipping the genre on its head mm. or something like that and I was like I'm actually really interested to see how he does that like if that's the, if that's the remit if that's what they're trying to do how are they going to do it and now in my head I was thinking like I, I love those kinds of films right like I love um, uh, Cabin in the Woods as this deconstruction kind of flipping the horror genre on subverting its head subverting expectations yeah, everyone loved it for The Last Jedi um <laughs> And uh, and yeah, I I was actually a fan of the Last Jedi. I think there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of valid criticism of that film, but on a ho- as a whole, I, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, going into it, I was I was quite excited. I, I was I was looking forward to this
0: film. I um I think Looper was the first Ryan Johnson film I saw absolutely fell in love with that film and i think that's his whole mo is flipping the genre on his head that was his you know this is time travel on its head brick it's like the the film noir genre on its head a teenager or a college student mm. you know it's it's it he always he wants to play with it he's a playful filmmaker and um in, in knives out he's done a, a comedy kind of thing which was which something i wasn't expecting which is quite interesting um and just going in, I was just—I really love Ryan Johnson. I just want him to succeed. I was quite devastated when the Last Jedi, you know, didn't get the same reception that I, I got for it and um, I had for it. And and I just—I I thought, you know, he really gave it a good crack. And and it's nice to see him away from that and, and doing what he needs to do and flexing those muscles. And and the shackles are off. So let's get into the spoiler review of Knives Out. Um, in terms of I think really you know if we're talking spoilers the first the first thing that comes to mind here for me is you know the 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 exposure to information so in the it genre you know we get the sort of the, the Agatha Christie ending with the big reveal and how it all ended up you know we're getting that at the midpoint or even earlier in this earlier film. I'd say well, yeah and I love how they the, set
1: up the premise because the premise is not to find the murderer for most of the film the premise is how do we how do we let the murderer get away with it? And that was, which is That is cool.
2: It's like a massive twist.
0: Yeah. And, at and, the beginning. And not cheesily done, like sophisticated, um, you know, pushing the genre to, to different places. It's not about, we know who did it. We know how it all unfolded. Well, we think we do, yeah. Not um, to mention
2: the other aspect of that twist, for me at least, was that the, the protagonist is Anadamus' character, which... I don't know if she figures into the marketing at all for this movie, really. She's on the posters and stuff, but uh yeah, like you know Daniel Craig is gonna be the big mm-hmm. guy, but then she's kind of the main figure of this. Chris Evans
1: is, is, is heavily featured mm-hmm. um which, you know, he doesn't show up in the the film with like actual speaking
0: lines until like halfway through at least. Yeah um I, and i thought daniel craig was going to be the protagonist here i thought we, were which in, be. in a
1: lot of ways he was
0: but i i, I thought anna de Armas was probably more so oh yeah yeah definitely so i was i wasn't expecting that and, and i really thought she was fantastic i've loved her since later on in 2049 and i think she got to do something a little less like oh i'm the the cute the cute sexy girl and i'm you know, she she had a she had a really interesting character arc, mm. and, and I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the whole cast. Yeah. You know, the whole cast was just so just amazing. If we're just gonna go back to that that the whole
1: premise thing that this is this is Ryan Johnson's, you know, I'm flipping it on its head type thing. Um, with the initial when when you basically see her, the scene where she kills him. Um what were your guys' thoughts when that was happening? Did you guys believe? Like did you guys think that this was her telling a fib or or like what was the what was the thought
0: process? I was you know what what when you're watching that and you you're seeing it's in her mind, you know, at the end once it all wraps up that whole sequence, you know, I thought to myself, okay, we know exactly what happened. And then maybe about 20 minutes later Half an hour late, I sort of thought to myself, "Okay, what, what, what? How can we? What, we what about the? Yeah. What about the unreliable narrator? That's exactly mm. what I was about to say. Because there was a scene where they did
1: pretty much when they put the cake in front of the grandfather, and in one scene it was um, like Michael Shannon in there, and then the next scene it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and it was the same scene, you know, told in two different ways. So there was this, and that was before you saw Anna de Armas kill the old man, and, and it was kind of this." sense of like all right so what you what you see in these flashbacks is not necessarily the truth it's 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 you know subject to who's telling the story yeah so when you see
0: the Rashomon effect yeah which he used in The Last Jedi to such great effect And one of my favorite Mm. components of that film going back and seeing you know things from different people's perspective he did that like unbelievably well in this and and I was just so entertained in those scenes
2: yeah, so like we said, that comes early on when you see that it wasn't a murder, um, but she was heavily involved in his death. Um, I was highly suspicious of her for really? most of the movie. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I don't know, I was just in a very twisty movie. Yeah, like okay. I never really do this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pretty much a sucker when it comes to, to movie narratives. I kind of just sit there and let it wash over me. But um, with this one, I was really just couldn't stop my mind exploring yeah. every single avenue that see, this could go in.
1: I'm the exact opposite of you which is that i'm always i don't know whether i try to but like it's just one of these things where like i'm always trying to figure out what the twist is Mm. what the um uh you know where where it's gonna go um and i tried to do what i did with you george last time we watched one of these films which is like i tried to tell my fiance what the answer was Mm. uh, and i was like oh can i tell you what's going on like what the what the reveal is. And she goes, uh, you may fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Oop>. well then. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought it was incredibly bold because the big, the big reveal in this, the big twist, is, is um, something that is actually, um, is actually stated quite early on in the film by the character that is being murdered. The mm. grandfather actually gives you the, the answer. And it, like, for me, I was like, "That was incredibly bold, because the answer w- was right in front of the audience the entire time. Mm. Um, and Did you guys at any point think that, that was that was what happened, like the, the big reveal of like someone had actually
0: switched them out? Um, uh, to be honest, my only to be honest, my only criticism with this film was that I felt like the second reveal in the back half was quite underwhelming. Really? And and, and I thought the whole film was just so expertly put together, mm. you know, but the double, the label, you know, changed, but the viscosity of the liquid, she was aware of that. So she actually did inject him with the right thing and he did kill himself, you know. It was an interesting, it was interesting, but it, to be honest, it didn't quite hold as much war, weight to it as some of the other things that happened prior in the film. So it almost felt like it kind of gassed out, but that's a lot of the time what happens with these Agatha Christie things. It's once you do find out how it all happened, it's kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it
2: whittles down all of the multitude of possibilities to to one generally quite contrived. uh, And it is
0: all about the journey. You know, I know that sounds really lame, but it is all about the mystery and uncovering the mystery. Uh, So, that, that was my only criticism because I think this film is just so expertly put together. Yeah.
2: So what I got out of this that I don't usually see in this genre, the thing that really surprised me about it beyond any kind of plot machinations was the, 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 the whole point, the whole thrust, the thesis of the film was that this girl came out on top because she wasn't playing any of these games. She was just a good person. Yeah. And she won the day because she was like pure of heart and a great nurse and a fucking hero. I'm like, that's amazing. That is so cool. And that was really surprising to me to see that all kind of really expertly fall into place that way. It's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I
1: love how, like and and they actually state this, um, I think Daniel Craig actually says this, which is that you didn't play the game that the old man wanted you to play in order mm. to get away with this. He, she did it her way. He, yeah, you did it your way, and that was to be a good person, and that was what got you through this. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I agree. I think that's brilliant. I think yeah. that's a really, that's a lovely little twist on this as well. Mm. In a wonderful um,
2: message. She completely screwed herself by um, so many times trying to save that other woman who yeah. was, who was, dying. Well, she
1: screwed herself several times. Mm. And it was just kind of this, you know, watching it, you, you saw it spiral out of control. She made the error of like, you know, taking the turn before and. Again, with that unreliable narrator of like you are meant to take it before, or is it after? Mm. I can't remember. Like that. That all that I thought was, fantastic. was great. Be after four. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. So you know, I I I I really liked seeing it unravel. Um. And for most of the film, I I was really enjoy watching it from the perspective of I hope the murderer gets away, mm. while also suspecting that she wasn't the murderer.
2: Yeah. I. Yeah. I was. Unsure about How any of that Like especially when um When Benoit Blanc Got more kind of Clued in To what was happening yeah. And he started acting In different ways I'm like where is this going Like is, is he the criminal <laughs> Like I, I Just all logic flies out the window Of that book Well like, yeah Because so
1: you know that It is going to boil down To this really like Wildly contrived And like,
2: something that isn't What has already been presented Like it's going to be Something yeah. crazy I, and,
1: Although it was already Again it was already Presented yeah, in this film yeah. But like in In this kind of bizarre way so you're just you're just trying to think of the most the most ridiculous Mm. kind of way to go and and for me one of the the main clues as to how this was going to end was just the heart-wrenching nature of it Mm. i was like it's too good not for them to take that path of like he was fine and he really did just kill himself like that was just it was so it was laid out so perfectly um as soon as she mixed up the medicine and he was like how long do I have to live? My immediate thought was he doesn't have the poisoning and he's going to kill himself. And it's like, he didn't have to. Cause that was the, like, that was the most heart wrenching possibility. And I spent the entire film hoping that that wasn't the case,
0: mm. but also like thinking like that. I'm so glad I don't movie. think that way. I love just letting the movie kind of just like yeah. I'm in the palm of the movie's hand. There's, there's, I mean, I think that there's a, a trail. You know, obviously off. if it's obvious, you know, I'm going yeah. to pick up on it, but in that instant, I'm not like, Oh, this information means that it's going to be yeah. the opposite. But I love so it. Like I, that's...
1: especially in this kind of film, cause you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to be totally. like, Oh, like, and, and, you know, there's but a really I'm, great I'm, thing when you're wrong. Like there's a lot of things that I thought about that film that I was definitely wrong on. Um, but having said that there like, there's you're, nothing you're... quite like a good, like a, a, a genuine out of left field su- surprise. And for me, um, one of the times that that I, I I distinctly remember it watching it in um, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, mm. which is like there's a surprise in that that is so out of left field and it's such a perfect mm. just like slam in your face that I totally get where you're coming from. Like I get where that like when things just when you don't try and solution it, you're just taken away from the story, and something happens.
0: Well, maybe I think maybe you put put your finger on what I was trying to say with my criticism, which is that it was done in a really nice, tightly wrapped bow and maybe something that just came completely out of left field is what I was kind of hoping for. Mm-hmm. And I was underwhelmed by, oh, wow, it fits really together with fantastically well within the structure and the narrative and it's all neat and tidy. But with how f- how much you surprised me along the way, is that where... It, Oh, okay, that's where we ended up. Cool, fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of front-loaded in surprises
2: because I'm not I'm not saying it's predictable. I didn't see where it was going specifically, but what happens is not terribly surprising. No. It's it almost surprises I, you by playing into what you'd expect to
1: happen. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was the only thing that I felt was a bit underwhelming was not that he had been murdered by the switch, but who was to blame. Because mm. it almost felt like they did a double double ruse on you. They Made him to be the most obvious candidate for the murder. Then they were like, "Psych, he's actually kind of a good guy." And then they said, "Psych again." No, you were right the first time. He's the bad guy.
2: Yeah, and it just and
1: that I didn't quite see because it didn't feel as shocking. Mm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, a little expected. I I've, I also found the um whole she cannot tell a lie thing a little contrived, like just a oh, weird plot device that yeah was maybe just necessary to get across that. We can trust what she's saying, or perhaps we can't, and that'll be a twist—kind of a binary thing there. But um, yeah, it was—it was odd. It's very strange. But I mean,
1: in a world where a who done it is an actual thing, Mm. I'm kind of
2: yeah. Where where there are gentlemen detectives, yeah. Like
1: I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, this is obviously not the real world. Like she ran from the police, but they were like totally like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. Like he. Made you do I was oh, like, confessed. It's fine.
2: Yeah, like It was a high speed chase, but whatever.
0: Um, I think a huge part of the the success of this film rests on two key components. One is the script that Ryan Johnson has put together, including these very very well formed characters mm. with very very strong motivations. You know, in in a film of you know 130 minutes, I, I knew these characters all extremely well, and the performances on top of that script. Incredible! I thought this cast absolutely nailed it. I don't think there was any weaknesses. And I actually also really have to give a massive shout out to the costume designer. Mm. I thought the costumes in this, each character was very distinct from the last and they felt mm. very individual. But they also wrote this really clever line of making it almost like these costumes could have been, these clothes these people are wearing could have been from a hundred years ago Mm -hmm. in the silhouettes, in the presentation, in the setting of this house, like he lent into that Agatha Christie thing. So I really loved the, the, all those things together just worked so, so well for me Um, and really showed how fantastic and, and, and how, Ryan Johnson thinks about the way he presents these these films. Um, how do you like
2: uh, Danny Craig? We haven't really spoken specifically about him. I thought he was so much fun in this.
0: Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed him. You know, this whole the whole movie, I was thinking like, who the fuck does he sound like? Mm. It's it's Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards. <laughs> He's got a very similar like it's got its Draw. own thing, but it's the drawly kind Don't ruin of the movie. Please. I <laughs> love I love the
1: um the the call out by Chris Evans where he's talking like he's like making fun of his accent I was like yeah. fuck that's brilliant the, um, what a fantastic character well look all of them I think that the 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 entire family is so this is gonna this is a weird way to put it is so deliciously like just terrible mm. that you're you, you just you enjoy watching them tear each other apart yeah. and like there's <laughs> yes. some kind of like savage you know, glee you get out of like you know, seeing them not get anything in the will. When they all like turn around and they all turn like vicious, they kind of show their true nature. You're Mm. like, fuck, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah.
2: I um I mentioned a show a few episodes back, Succession. Um which is so similar in It's an HBO part of yeah in 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 some of its premise which is a bunch of a whole family kind of squabbling for the the favor of the, the patriarch who owns this Unbelievably huge media empire, yeah. um, and I, watching this really made me want to get back in into that. I, yeah. I, I'm like a I, season behind, but
1: I loved. There was a like a, a catharsis that I felt at each moment where he was cutting one of his kids loose. <laughs> I thought that that was or just
0: fixing things. Thought, it was like, so oh, satisfying, wasn't it? It was. It was fantastic. Christopher Plummer. He's just so majestic. Yeah, majestic fucking majestic actor. man.
2: Um, he's actually he's actually playing younger too. He's like four years older than his character was. Oh
0: he?
2: yeah, I like. it's, I, it's hard to believe that guy was in the fucking Sound of Music. Like he's like crazy. the last part of old
0: Hollywood, yeah, still or like Fourteenth century or something. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 it was a play. Yeah, it was an opera. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little flute, pan flute <laughs> song.
1: It, it made it so much worse that he was the murder victim, because the scenes where he was alive, he was so likable. Mm. Like his interactions with Anna de Armas were just fucking heartwarming. It yeah. was so
0: real and so human and non—not creepy. You know, it could have gone. You know, you know. You see, you know, under Armas armors with the old guy. It's like, oh, it can go down a lot of creepy roads. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it kept it. It kept it platonic. It kept it. You know, I, 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 wholesome, I, wholesome. Yeah. Um, I thought Majestic. that one of my favorite moments was with Michael Shannon. Mm. And and Christopher Plummer's like you're done, boy. Yeah. You know, and he yes. slaps him on the face, and he's like, "You basically, you're fired."
1: Yeah. And
0: I was just like, "Mic drop, motherfucker! Take <laughs> that, son! That was so just, uh, it, 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 just satisfying as fuck." You should
2: watch Succession if you like that. The as whole
0: fuck. show is that shit. Oh my god! <laughs> um. I, I just. Um, and michael shannon was great michael shannon was
1: fantastic well, obviously that, i say that jamie key uh jamie key <laughs> 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 jamie lee curtis fuck it all. um was fantastic i'm like i i love her in just about anything i think mm. she's fantastic but um yeah she she was so strong in this
2: um I also really enjoyed Frank Oz as the um the beleaguered lawyer. He was <laughs> just so done with his fucking family. Good to see he's keeping like, up those Star Wars I, connections Can
0: I well. can I go home now? <laughs> what was so great about that Ryan Johnson commentary was when Yoda turns up they, he talks about his interactions you say with Frank when with, Yoda turns up in um in in the last Jedi. Oh, right. So so at, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that as well, that as uh, well. You're like, okay. oh, when Yoda turned out What up. a twist. <laughs> but he talked about working with Frank Oz Mm. and um, like, you know, he has utmost respect for Frank Oz as a director. Mm. They obviously really uh, hit it off and uh, it it was a great surprise. I lent over to my wife. I was like, Hey, that's (laughs) (laughs) you. You know, when he's reading out the will and it's just like matter of a fact, like that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it when he's like, did you just Google that? (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) Just this kind of exhausted beleaguered lawyer. Yeah. Did you guys
0: um, see you at all? Guys. Did you guys see at all? Little Frendo from it. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the Jayden kid. Jaden Mar- 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 Martel? The kid. Yeah. The white um, kid. Yeah. Little um, neo Nazi incel troll. Mm-hmm. Was that Ryan Johnson? Given a little fuck you to Last Jedi Hades? Um,
1: no, I think what I got out of that was- Because if it
0: was, I think that was fantastic. <laughs>
1: no, because he also had <laughs> the fucking SJW warrior. Like, I What I think was great about this is they all felt real, but they also all felt like cartoons, like mm. kind of caricatures oh, of that. I so mean, like,
2: yeah, you had like Gwyneth Paltrow- In there with goop.
1: Yeah. And you had like the you know, the guy making political commentary on the other side, and like they were both as ridiculous as each other. And you got the one kid that's, you know, far on the the SJW thing, and you got the one. They were fully
0: formed characters. They were they didn't necessarily feel real. They they were also
1: caricatures. Yeah. Like they were they were kind of
0: you know putting a mirror to society, man. And and it fits that who done it genre, like the different personalities, the different the tropes. Yes. yeah. They're all very individualistic.
2: Do you feel the, um, the kind of political commentary coalesced into anything worthwhile? Because um, it felt a little half-baked to me. I don't, I don't it, think it, it really... To
1: me, it felt more like uh, just exposing how shitty families are and like mm. family interactions. Because those are the kind of conversations that always come up. When you, when you get together with family, particularly with family members that are, have different views on things and like it's always like, you know, when they're like, oh, don't answer that or like, oh, don't like just, and there's that one drunk uncle that's like, oh, let me fucking tell you about mm. whatever and you're like, so I-, I Are you that I guy think... at
2: the family gatherings, Connor?
1: Sorry?
0: Are
2: you, are you the drunk uncle at family gatherings?
0: I'm the drunk everything <laughs> at family <laughs> gatherings. Um, He's turning into it. It's I, a 20 so, year process. Mate, like, I, I like was the there like, the like five men. years ago. I'm oh. if a movie
2: conversa- conversation starts happening, that's me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like,
1: it's, I, I didn't really take it for any kind of political thing. They all, all he did was take talking points on both sides. Mm. Some of which are like just utterly ridiculous and, and pit them against each other. And it's, it was just like holding up and saying, this is what shitty families or everyone's family, whether they're shitty or not do when they get together, when they're forced to, to spend time together.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can evoke that kind of conversation. And they got pretty specific about what they were talking about. And just given the, even the, the racial dynamics of the characters involved, it feels like, and, and you know, again, dealing with a, a, a controversial director, as silly as that is, because he made a Star Wars movie. But um, I don't feel like that was unintentional or that he wasn't, Trying to say anything, but he. What, he do, you, what do you think he, he was trying to say? I don't know. That's what, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not sure what he was getting at with, but see, that's with my that point. stuff.
1: He didn't really make like all the commentary. If, if anything, I think that he was he was um, pointing out how ridiculous people's co- uh, political commentary is because mm. it's all just nonsensical talking points mm. um, uh, that that you know people don't really understand. Like it, the the main um, the main conversation that I think you're referring to was between. Um, Watchman dude, what's his name? Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. Don Johnson and... Um, oh, yes. And, Tony uh, Collette. Sorry? Tony Collette. Tony Collette, yeah. Um, that, that interaction, neither of them were particularly likable characters. Neither of them were made good political points. So he wasn't championing... Champion, championing? Geez, I can't speak today. It's Correct. fucking disastrous. Um, he wasn't saying one was better than the other. He was just saying, like, look how fucking ridiculous it is when family gets together that have different viewpoints and they, they say ridiculous things to each other and everyone else gets caught in this awkward. And it's yeah, no, Mm. I, I I don't think he was trying to make necessarily a political point more that that conversation is usually a bit useless.
0: Did you, I I kind of, I think something that really stood out to me about this film that, I should have expected a bit more was the comedy aspect. Mm. It's a really funny film. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's it's a very entertaining, it's it's almost lighthearted. You know, it, it definitely, when those moments, you know, when, when that scene where, you know, oh, she fucked the medicine up, like uh, my heart was racing, man. Like it was got tense real fast and yeah. I was fully in the moment. But there's a lot of push and pull with this film and, and I thought it was very, very successfully done and, and it makes the – the whole thing whisk along effortlessly. Mm. Mm. I thought Don Johnson was hilarious
1: in this. Mm. Like he was one that, of my favorite characters. One, that, some of those lines, that like fucking fantastic. Just <laughs> that
2: one, like editing gag where, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "You're not going to goad me into yeah. like spilling shit about the family," and it cuts yeah, right yeah. to him, just being like, P-chaw! "Oh, let me tell of you about this." <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was played really well.
2: Um, what a fucking great career renaissance he's having! I know. After yeah. being like a guy from Miami Vice, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's killing it. He's doing really well. What else? Any anything else, fellas? Any any negatives? We've we've talked. Well, um, oh, I've given my negative. I thought the the twist ending at the end. Yeah, I I t- I liked the twist ending. I didn't quite like
1: the twist of it being Chris Evans because I felt like that was almost. I don't think enough was done to justify the switch back. Mm. Um, that's the only thing that I've, I kind of felt was, in any way, not up to scratch of the rest of the film. Like that was the only dip I felt.
2: Yeah, I don't have any other negatives to say. Maybe just that it was uh, fairly hyped up this movie, and I think it was quite good. Yeah, you know, it didn't blow me away or anything.
1: Did sorry, just to mention one other because we were talking about the comedy aspect.
0: What did you guys think of that final stabbing scene? Well, he did that he he ta- and again he talked about in the commentary of Brian de Palma technique where Brian de Palma stretches out moments. Mm. You know, you you keep cutting back and forth to slow-mo and and they did that in that moment and then it really sums up the whole movie, doesn't it? The subversion of expectation. Yeah. It's like the big fanfare, the big build-up and then and then it's like that's so appropriate, and I, I really loved it and they set it up brilliantly, yeah a simple I, line
2: I couldn't quite recall the relevance of what Christopher Plummer had said about the prop, so weapons. he said that like, he he,
1: he, he wouldn't know a prop from a a real mm. knife in the sense that he's he's so sheltered like he he's never had to really work for anything that he doesn't understand the real world mm. um which is it, it's such a wonderful that like he lives in his own fantasy world where this like the the it, it's a game to him mmm. And if he had to actually do anything if, that that required any substance, any courage, any any grit, mm. that he wouldn't know what to do. Which is exactly what happened. Like you know, he went to go kill her and didn't know the prop from the from the real thing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, such a such a fantastic little final subversion. If if there's any kind of twist that I really loved, uh,
0: that was it. I just saw that. Some, that was like the cherry on top. That was like that's the film in one little scene. Yeah. One yeah. little moment. Um, Would you guys want to see another outing with Benoit Blanc? (laughs) You know, maybe we could get a bit of an anthology... Ah, it's tough. I think just
2: every like Third movie that he does He should do that accent Because we had Logan Lucky Which is pretty much The same deal Yeah We just keep doing that Actually make the next Bond Like that <laughs> <laughs> Go for it um, Benoit Bond I reckon they could get him on For another three movies If they're like You can do like Benoit Blanc <laughs>
1: yeah, He's like
2: <laughs> Okay
1: I'm um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Jake> there <Nutter.
2: laughs> But no I'm, I'm
1: not particularly interested In seeing another night I, I feel like this was such A a well constructed And just like A little like Just a little present That I'd be worried of diluting the water with something that doesn't hold up to that standard.
2: Yeah, Ryan Johnson's definitely one of those directors I like to see him keep moving on and doing yeah. different things.
0: Yeah, I I just this this I I kind of know what you mean, Ben. It's like this didn't blow me away, but it was a really nice outing. I went with my parents. I knew my I've always watched murder mysteries with my mom. Mm. Um, I knew they were going to love it, and it was just like a nice little outing, a little matinee feature. Yeah, that was really satisfying and well put together. Cinematography was great. It, it just came together fantastically well. A little bit underwhelming towards the end, but overall just a fantastic piece. I think it'll be in my top 10, but it won't be high up. Mm. It'll be in the back half.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking I I I think I'm it must be an embarrassment of riches this year if I don't think this will be anywhere near my top 10 cuz I yeah. really do think this is an accomplished film.
1: Um for me the I hate it when the marketing um is right just because I like I feel like I've been suckered in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate it when the marketing's wrong too. Um, I hate marketing. Yeah. I, I, I do. I feel like someone's trying to manipulate me and I'm yeah. like, I won't be fooled. And then they're right that I'm like, you fooled me twice. Damn it. I like marketing. Um, yeah. it's my job. It's <laughs> paying for the roof over my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. Fair call. Cool. Um no, but like one of the major marketing pushes for this was do you remember when the movies were fun? And it's such a like a gotcha like you know, as if movies aren't fun, but I totally get why they were saying oh, that. Fucking cause get over your wet blanket. This, <laughs> this movie, like, no, I'm saying it was fun. Like that—that's my thing. Like this—this this for me was not a tour de force. Like this wasn't um, *Irishman* or this wasn't *Avengers: Endgame*, which is like *Avengers: Endgame* was like such a—it was, was
0: to the cinema, isn't it?
1: It's not a big. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying Endgame was like Endgame is like this massive production. Yeah, like there's like so much invested in, and The Irishman is like you have to take three and a half hours out of your day to like be immersed in film and and you know it sometimes feels as though we we don't get enough films that are just good films with low consequence that you come out of thinking like that was just a fun time. Like I don't feel like I had to learn anything particularly insightful or, or watch 20 films to, to be able to enjoy this. This was just in and of itself a fun film. And I was like, fuck, the marketing guys got it right on that one. So well done marketing.
0: Bastards. Well done marketing. So no knives two out or two knives out. Two knives, I, I, two, I two, knives two out. I sincerely hope not. Uh no thank you. Ah, fuck you guys. <laughs> do you want <laughs> to do, do you want to see another one? I would love to see more of Benoit blogs. Like no none of the same characters. See ya. Maybe not next film though. I do agree with you, Benny. I want to you see. Think what by I'd love to see him go back to, I'd love to see him go back to sci-fi and then do Two Knives Two Out, twenty twenty-four. I'd love to see him go to sci-fi
2: with Benoit Blanc. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why not? Can we de age him and re-age him? Dude, let's, let's, let's get him in twenty seventy-nine. Get in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Who killed Snoke? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who killed Snoke The answer it turns out Was Ryan Johnson He gets <laughs> hanged At the end <laughs> <laughs> Did we see Who killed Snoke
0: Yeah it was oh, all fuck Illusion you, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you Snoke Fuck Snoke Alright That was fun mm. uh, Knives two out Bring it on What did you guys think Oh I got something In my eye It really hurts I feel like um, we've just Spent the last 40 minutes Saying what we think Just mumbling <laughs> uh, I wasn't talking to you But I was talking to yeah. Everyone <laughs> at home <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And let us know what you thought of Knives Out. We love hearing from you. Hit us up in the comments on the YouTube. And uh, we'll be back next week for some movie antics with the boys Kana. See you. And Benny. Bye. Bye.